0: Welcome to show 103, Herb Lab. This show is sponsored by Candace Hunter Creations.
1: Candace Hunter Creations, helping folks create natural lifestyles and healthy living through herbs and all sorts of other good stuff. Check We're it out at CandaceHunter.com.
0: <laughs> now, because now it's your turn, Occupy Medical lady.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Occupy Medical is a free street reach medicine clinic, integrated health, and we believe healthcare is a human right.
0: Where can they find you, Sue?
2: At at slash medical.com. You
0: take money, right?
2: Oh, lots of money. There you go. Heck Donations yeah. are welcome. 501c3.
0: There you go. And Hunter Creation, not a 5013C. Or, gra-
2: or whatever. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a 501c3 either. Right. So <laughs>
0: Hunter Creation, your graphic design and website design source. <laughs> Visit them at uh, huntercreation.com. Uh, also brought to you as bar, uh, part of our Herbal Nerd Society that helps us fund everything that we do.
2: Mm-hmm, so
0: yeah. uh, we're getting lots of new members coming in. It was, uh, it's really great to have people joining. Uh, there's over 80 podcasts that they have access to, plus special advanced herbal articles that both Candace and Sue write. Anything mm-hmm. new that you put on recently or, or in the works for the Herbal Nerd Society?
1: Okay. Oh, the herb of the month this month is yarrow. 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 Yay. Yay. Awesome.
0: Yarrow. I think that's Candace's favorite, one of her favorites, top favorites. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amazon books. Make sure to check our Amazon books out if you want to learn about um, tea tree, or you want to learn about marijuana and advanced herbal on marijuana for um, medicinal uses, or dandelion, or lavender, or any of the other ones that we happen to have. A plethora, there. a plethora. So if you're on Amazon, the dot no, practicalherbalistpress would be a good search term, and you'll find all of the herbal folios there. And you can join our conversation on Facebook. We have more than. 3,500 members or people that liked us anyway on yes. Facebook.
2: Lots of likes. Lots, Lots of, of likes, blue thumbs ups. Yes. And Yay. it's fun and, having those conversations because you get to answer questions uh, that, you know, when we bring up little topics, we'll put things not just from our site, from other sites too. And it's good having that just a little more well-rounded conversation, show some depth to the herbal society.
0: Oh, it's also interesting too. And we do make a mistake they're right there. They're right. Yes, they like, are. <laughs> like when not we accidentally publish an article when we meant to save his draft, and it appears for a split second, and then it disappears? Then. It's
1: amazing. How many people saw that? Hey,
0: wait a second! Wasn't there a thing about that? And then it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is my
1: face red?
0: Well, right, right. Uh, the other thing is on Twitter. We're also there. I don't know. If we don't. We don't. We don't talk about it that much, but we are on Twitter. Uh, you can search for Practical Herbalist there, and you'll find our our Twitter feed and Instagram we're at hashtag The Practical Herbalist.
2: Yeah, I think that one of the cool things about the Twitter account is we have such a big website, and the Twitter account has been really good about putting out some of the little pieces that you know we wrote about. But they're they're seasonal or they're on topic and right. to kind of remind people about what's what's deep in that giant cauldron of practical herbalism.
0: I mean, there's six hundred articles on herbs and herbalism, from recipes to how tos to the myth and magic there's just so much uh information there and a lot of it i mean a majority of it really honestly is still free oh yeah, yeah. you yeah. know there's you know so i mean there's at least 500 different herbal articles on the website or more that are free yep.
2: and more coming all the time
0: so okay. it's not like it's completely closed off but uh the good stuff's in the herbal yeah. society
2: yeah. it is a deep river to wade through
0: Right, this is an herb lab based on show 102 and we had uh, Dr. Uh, William Rawls and I'm talking about his book Unlocking Lyme Disease and his path into getting into becoming uh, more of a, did you say herbalism guys?
1: Yeah, holistic practitioner.
0: Okay. So that's, that's what we're talking about today. So without further ado, now here are your hosts. Candice Hunter and Su Sierra Lupe.
2: I'm Candace Hunter and I'm Su Sierra Lupe and, and welcome, welcome to, to Real Herbalism,
1: Herbalism Radio. It was a delightful discussion with Dr. Bill. Yes
2: yeah he's such a sweet-hearted guy. Yes. It's great you know you have that combination of a depth of knowledge and a real passion to heal and then you put this Beautiful heart on it. It was Mm -hmm. just—it was a pleasure to speak with him, and and he said he is a fountain of knowledge. I really appreciate it. I loved reading through his book, the Unlock. I know he has more than one, but his Unlocking Line book. Reading that through, and when I first got it in the mail, I think I I said that to him. I was like, oh boy, here Uh we go. I'm gonna read this. Here I am. But yeah, it was very engaging, and and I appreciated getting the opportunity to to take a look at it, and then subsequently being able to talk to him in. In person via Skype.
0: <laughs>
1: but yeah. And then Lyme disease is tricky. It is. that's a It's an interesting one. I ended up bringing, talking, I'm in a group called BNI, which is Business Networking International. Mm-hmm. It's a bunch of assorted different business professionals. We get together each week and we do networking stuff. And as a part of that group, there's a health and wellness team that I'm a part of. So we were having our you know, monthly meeting on health and wellness. And I mentioned Lyme disease and Dr. Rawls. And so of course, one of the other folks there mentioned the conspiracy, one of the, one of the conspiracy theories on Lyme disease. I got excited about that.
2: Oh, it's, gosh, on, yes. it's
1: on a place called lab Two Fifty Seven on yes. Plum Island, New York. Yeah. And I, I haven't had a chance to like, wholly read the book. I don't know if I will get to reading the book. Do but you have the book? No, oh, I don't. Okay. I don't, but the, the, Chiropractor that I was speaking with, he had the book and he he was like he read it and he was like, wow, this is really cool. You got to read this. (laughs) So, so with
2: a lot of those conspiracy theory books, I kind of side eye it a little bit. Oh yeah, interesting, interesting to think about. But I'm like.
1: Is there another way of looking at that, oh. you know? No, I don't know. Well, and based I on what, I, what I've read from Dr. Rawls and the science that he's talking about, and mm-hmm. then reading about the conspiracy theory, the little teeny bit that I've, you know, poked into there, it kind of looks to me like I could see how, in theory, this lab, 257, could have taken an existing Lyme disease and bumped it up a notch or two, mm-hmm. potentially you know, lost it into the public. Oh. So I could see how that, it may have worked that way. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, we do have, as far as I can tell, it looks like we've got evidence that Lyme disease or a, a similar bacteria mm-hmm. uh, microbe has been around for way longer than the seventies. Yeah. So, yeah. You know. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. Yep. Yeah. Oh boy. But that was fun. Like, all right. right. So is that how you just found out about that? Yeah, that just was how I that found out, yeah. Rubberneck oh. oh, I haven't looked that conspiracy up yet. Just look <laughs> it up. It'll be fun. Yeah. <laughs> so. it, it, I
2: kind of looked into that a little bit too, just while we were sitting here. And thought, oh boy, it reminded me of a Sherlock Holmes uh, TV show. On uh, the Hounds of the Baskervilles? Yes, the, yeah. they have the secret lab and the diseases and yeah. whatever. And I thought,
0: yeah. oh gosh.
1: Yeah, yeah, it reminded me of that as well.
0: But maybe. Yeah. No. Well, I mean, I, I mean, it got me thinking because yeah, I briefly looked at that article too, and it said that a lot of times when you look on maps, it'll it'll be an un, undocumented island, or right. it'll say U.S. Yeah. government, or now. So it got me thinking: What does Google Maps show? right Right. so it it does show it's like a
2: playground for the rich right
0: well not on this one because ford terry is there which is a which is a military Military installation and then the Plum island animal disease center is on the other end of it
1: and that's where the lyme disease based on the conspiracy that's where lyme disease is reputed to have come out of and that according to the conspiracy the um Maintenance and sanitation and other protocols for that lab mm-hmm. are not really up to par. Oh, and so the problem is that supposedly that various diseases have leaked out of there, and Lyme being one of them. Mm. Again, you know, it's a conspiracy theory, but I
0: don't know. I think this whole island smacks of military base.
1: It does smack. Okay.
0: Of I'm looking around. at it. I'm just looking at some of the stuff here, like yeah
1: i can see how there's the a special harbor
0: can, that, are, that, you, that you can, can see the con- ships are there they're not recreational ships okay yeah you know and then there's the base and all the roads are interconnected mm-hmm. and there's no like parking lot and then like there's two areas that have what look like a like a pool net i'm thinking yeah and homeland
1: is, security runs the whole shebang as far as i understand and, homeland security uh-huh. yeah
0: and this is an island that's right on the tip of long island like, yeah. if you look at Long Island itself, and then you zoom in, it's like one of the last islands in the chain mm-hmm. that make up the total of Long Island, New York. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of interesting. So yeah, yes. it's yeah. I will look. Planet of the Apes could start right there. The yeah. X Files. <laughs>
2: next X Files movie could be yeah. possibly based there. The truth is out there. Your, out enough. there. I mean, it's a very pretty place. It does look um, yeah. yeah, there's,
0: there's the, there's the, yeah, if you wanted to look under, go to Plum Island, uh, Google search on, uh, It's a
2: beautiful name, Plum Island. Yes. I like plums.
1: I know. You know it's too bad we base on it. Oh, that's cute.
0: So anyway, yeah, there's some, yeah okay well that part yeah. <laughs>
1: so you know
0: all right so there could be something to the conspiracy it Maybe. could be or you
2: know. or not we or don't know it'd, know. it'd well, be the I new know. it's we like, like the new area
0: 51 so yeah
2: yeah yep. yep. all right well
0: oh but <laughs> you see there is a sign
2: u.s property
0: no trespassing yeah, yeah. so anyway Back to the real <laughs> stuff. <Back to> the <laughs> that was a fun stuff. little <laughs> throw. It yeah, goes <and> <laughs> right into the, right into the, the thing.
1: Conspiracy, so, man.
0: So you had that um, book, but it then there was the National Geographic thing you were doing too.
1: Yeah, I looked up an article. I looked up more than just the book itself to see what other people in the field are saying mm-hmm. about this conspiracy and, and – Lyme disease in general, and I read a National Geographic article on it. Right. It was just from March first, two thousand and fourteen, yeah. and it was called
2: "What Is Lyme Disease? New Findings Deepen the Mystery." Is by the author is Ger- Jarrett Leoda. Yes, so that was a. Mm-hmm. And they had mentioned the Plum Island thing in there too. Yeah, I don't know how long that other book had been out, but yeah,
1: I don't yeah. know at that point. I think I think the Plum the book. The book is called Lab 257, uh-huh. and I can't remember the name of the author. Michael mm-hmm. Christopher, I think.
2: Michael Christopher sounds right. And um, yep. I
1: yeah, believe, I if I remember right, the book came out in like 2012 or 2014, somewhere in that time frame, but I could be wrong on that. Okay.
2: The Practical Herbalist Press, that's an addition to our website
1: and our podcast. That is right. Practical Herbalist Press is all about providing really good books and information by written by experienced herbalists. Us. Us, but others <laughs> eventually as yes, well. Yes,
2: that's very true. And it's bite-sized information that we research the heck out of. We have medical information out there that we're really doing a lot of research on. We are. We have growing, gardening with herbs. We got stuff for about pets, your yes. home,
1: your family. Ethnobotany. Ethnobotany. Mythical, mm-hmm. We also put it in terms of the traditional ways we've talked about. Historic, herbs, like yeah. historic. Mm-hmm. Whether they're warm and cooling, that right. sort of thing.
2: Mythical and very practical stuff. The Practical Herbalist Press is dedicated to providing the best herbal related books on the market. Look for our titles on Amazon, search for the Practical Herbalist Press, or visit our website at practicalherbalistpress.com. Well, other than that, <laughs> um, the thing that when I first read Lyme disease, initially it was just one of those diseases that people talked about in the health care field as, uh, this was in the early 90s. They mm-hmm. come out with a, a test for it, and they're getting you know conflicting responses. And some people were saying, "Well, I definitely have it. I match the symptoms." But it seemed pretty clear from what I saw is much, much, much more research needed. Baked. Right. No test will be perfect. Right. We have a complicated system going on here. But it was nice to see at least some kind of progress in it. And some people that had been saying, "I have Lyme disease," from Way way back, at, like in the '80s, felt like they had some validation finally because right. they were just like dealing with a a disease ghost.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah it's a really complicated microbe. It is, it's, and I think it's one of the areas where um, our current medical system really doesn't do well because it's not something you can nail down clearly. Yeah, and I think that's this is an area where herbalism and acupuncture and Chinese medicine and many of the other precursors to current modern medicine Mm -hmm. are actually better because they do a lot there's a lot with pattern recognition you don't need to have a specific disease name to it to Mm -hmm. be able to treat what's going on and get to the root of the problem
2: right yeah for some patients they do need heroic efforts because they are deep into it and and they're really their suffering is the kind of thing that western medicine was designed specifically for but for a lot of people when they're
1: yeah, if you're at the point where you've got a heart attack, it doesn't oh really gosh. matter if your heart is degenerating because of Lyme disease or because of anything else. You need to address the heart attack. Yeah,
2: we're not just going to throw more vitamin so C at you. That's a, yeah,
1: that, that's a point <laughs> that would be at which, Yeah, that's a point at which the diagnosis, the name of the cause is irrelevant because you have to deal with the problem that's right at hand mm-hmm. because it's deadly. Yeah, But for most people that are dealing with the symptoms like, that... with aches and the pain. Yeah, everything and... that comes together to make Lyme disease modern medical science doesn't have a lot to really offer because we can't pin it down. Right.
2: But they're getting better at it all the time. I mean, that's, that's the other thing is my memory from my faulty memory, I'm sure from the nineties and what we have now, just the stuff that Dr. Rawls was describing in his book, some of the other things that they now have available. I mean, no, I work in healthcare and I'm like, oh, that's available? Well, that's kind of cool. No, well, and I, really think,
1: nice. I think some of the evolution that we have going forward is not so much identifying the microbes, although we do need to do that, but it's mm-hmm. learning how to synergize modern medicine with herbal practice, with acupuncture, mm-hmm. with you know chiropractic, with everything else so that it comes together to help people who are having to deal with something like Lyme disease or fibromyalgia or the other various nebulous Conditions that we have, that we are facing, and that are seem to be growing in 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 number of people getting them. Yeah, yeah,
0: to say, You are going to say popularity.
1: Popularity is the wrong word there, (laughs) (laughs) but I mean, these are hip right now. Yeah, these these are diseases. I think that I think the diseases arise to call us as health people Mm -hmm. to action. Yeah, and the action that's being asked for right now is don't just do chronic care. Don't just do you know, crisis care. Mm-hmm. You got to mix them both. You guys mm-hmm. have to learn to work together, right? Doctors, yeah, all hands on deck. Yeah, yeah, doctors and herbalists and acupuncturists and everybody. They all have to learn to work together as right. a team to help individuals.
2: Yeah. Well, uh, I had the good fortune to uh, be acquainted with an herbalist who, unfortunately, is now passed. But her name was. She went by Lady Barbara, and yeah. her struggle with Lyme disease really shaped how she developed as an herbalist. She was just know, achy pains and all this kind of stuff, and then she came upon the notion that oh, "Oh, this could be Lyme disease. And for her, she focused primarily on using teasel to the teasel roots specifically, although she also used the seed, and she found great success with that. And some of the people would criticize her techniques on dealing with um, Lyme disease with teasel because they're like, well, it's it's we have no proof that it's in in an antibiotic, and this is a bacteria. And her point um, was, well, it it works on the whole system, and this is yeah. that was that echoes. Uh, and I know she she developed her theory over the years that she was dealing with it, but it echoes what Dr. Rawls was talking about. Is you know you've got bacteria all the time, you're encountering it all the time. That he talked about the ice men yeah. um, from you know whatever, then who had uh, the Lyme Lyme disease bacteria in his in his blood or in his body tissue, rather, I should say. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, and he clearly has been around for a while, but he didn't show any signs of being sick from that. It's, and Dr. Rawls was saying a lot of people have it. They're just, they're not, they're not succumbing to the disease because their body systems are supported. And he also had said in the interview, well, I, I had all the stress on me and Mm -hmm. once the stress started wearing me down, then,
1: that open the door to, to the, the microbe. Right. And
2: once the door has been opened, it's really hard to close it again. It is, yeah. So that's why um, teasel being such a really great um, herb to help support systems and and encourage um, good circulation and you know taking that the things that are kind of stuck in body tissues and and uh, kidneys and kidneys because we do often yeah. most of us have two um, yeah. and our liver uh, yeah. taking that back into the bloodstream where our white Blood cells can deal with it. That kind of stuff that yeah. support the system, right? You know, that's that's really what we're looking at, and that's a lot of what he he has in his the, the book that we read. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well like I was, I was really grateful to hear that a little more holistic view coming from a doctor. Yeah, you know, because it someone had
1: trained by modern medicine. Yeah. yeah.
2: And because the old thinking, and I know it's it's more than just him that's that's changing their way. They're thinking uh, we're developing germ theory and stuff like that just as a, as right. a culture. But supporting you um, as a body, like just making people healthy rather than just tar- let's throw antibiotics in and We've learned that's not such a great idea. Uh, so right. just get people healthier and, and and more active and feeling good. And then the other stuff, you know, there's st- – there's germs that live up your nose all the time that can cause trouble. <laughs> Why would tell our kids get your finger out your nose?
1: But yeah, it's yeah. It's, it's everywhere. And huh. the thing that I found that was refreshing about Dr. Rawls is the fact that he shows such respect to methods of taking care of people and, and, and treating Lyme disease or any other disease that are not strictly based in a laboratory. Mm-hmm. And I really appreciated that. I mean even when we start looking at like the National Geographic article, um doesn't refer to I'm trying to remember the word they used. The word they mm-hmm. used was not they used a word that instead of saying, you know, complimentary healthcare the mm-hmm. way they talked about the other guys, you you can oh are they, um like integrative health or yeah they don't talk about integrative health they talk mm-hmm. about that you know there's there's some pharmaceutical approaches and that sort of thing and then there's also this you know the the other guys essentially, i can't remember holistic curatives mm-hmm. they talk about holistic you can you can try other, other various other therapies, such as holistic curatives, physical therapy, and counseling.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And they refer to people who treat Lyme disease and include these methods as counterculture doctors. Uh-huh. Counterculture. Which, which I find myself, I find that frustrating because uh. I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, counterculture, but doesn't that have a really bad name in our society? Anything that's counterculture has been kind of shamed for, yeah. you know, well, the last 50 years. So, yeah. you know, it's frustrating to see see that happening there, but it's enlightening and exciting to see Dr. Rawls saying, hey, these these methods help, Yeah, and this is part of why they help, and it's important to include them as well as continuing to look at the scientific part of it. Yeah. Because you know, he's not saying eschew science. Right. He's not saying turn your backs on modern medicine or, mm-hmm. you know saying you know both use both and that's what we need is the integration exactly that's exactly right yeah it's very refreshing to and
2: i know that he again i say he's not the only person we're seeing this is there's a new uh a new evolution in modern medicine you know the the old way of well if, if i if i can't uh stick it in this bottle then it ain't it ain't real. That that's gone. Right. We're not yeah. looking at that anymore. Let's just throw an antibiotic at it. Well we learned that lesson the hard way.
1: Yeah. You no. Know? Right.
2: That's right. why we have antibiotic resistant diseases is because of that. Well that's that's very refreshing to see all this progress in medicine and and I I hope that he continues to write more and I hope that he has a a lot he, he seems like he's got a lot more to offer on this.
1: Yeah. I think he does. I think he is very well poised to be a leader in the field. Yeah. And I'm excited to see him taking off.
2: Yeah. It makes me wonder about what other kind of research is out there. And, you know, what, what are we looking forward to? You know, yeah. What will be the next news item? Like, oh, we discovered this about this bacteria or how it affects this tissue. Or mm-hmm. we found this, this chemical is or phytochemical is really great at pulling this little guy out and fortifying the system and yeah. You know, whoo here we go, interesting times. Yeah, I, I loved, loved hearing that. I'm so sorry he had to learn the hard way, though.
1: Yeah, well, I'm glad that he was willing to be brave enough to do that. Yeah. didn't give up. I'm glad he, he continued. He, he kept hanging on to wanting to get better and finding ways to do that.
2: Yeah, so many herbalists walked that path. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, like referring back to Lady Barbara, well, it seemed like that was one of the things that she would get sick and then become a better herbalist, yeah. and then you know she'd get sick again, and let me, let me try this other path and her yeah. her path into herbalism she used the battle that was happening in her own body to harden her as an herbal warrior yeah and and helped other people heal from that, yeah, that was just so refreshing to see, and he's doing the same kind of thing. Mm -hmm. that's using a a weapon that's being used against yourself as a tool for health. So we're really lucky to have people like that and still be able to benefit from their wisdom. Yeah.
0: You can find Unlocking Lyme, Myths, Truths and Practical Solutions for Chronic Lyme Disease by Dr. William Rawls at his website, which is RawlsMD.com, or if you visit our show notes at ThePracticalHerbalist.com, think slash podcast, you'll see the show notes there, and you have a link there as well. The statements made about herbs and products on this podcast have not been evaluated by the United States Food and Drug Administration, FDA, and are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. All information provided on this podcast